I'm just so excited to hear them because we've heard inklings of them from Anna and I'm very excited to like hear from you, Joe. Like, what is your idea? What is your vibe? I'll try to channel my inner Jeff Probst and like get excited about just like a weird, like sometimes the seasons were weird and it was like, you hear the title and you're like, I don't really know what this is, but I want to know more. Welcome back, everybody, to Escaping Reality, the podcast where four friends watch and discuss reality competition shows, and we talk about them, because what else is there to do? Life is terrible most of the time. If you've been following along with us, you know we watched all 40 seasons of Survivor. We've now finished that, but we still got bits and bobs of content for you, so we're going to have some fun episodes coming up, this being one of them. And if you are not up to date with what we've got going on, be sure you're following us on Instagram at Escaping Reality Pod and on Twitter at ESC Reality Pod. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple and Spotify. You know the drill. You know what to do. Today, we're doing something extra fun and spicy. We have a special guest who happens to be my very own flesh and blood. My brother Joe is joining us. Say hi, Joe. Hello. It's so good to be here. We're so glad to finally have you. Uh, We've been talking about what the right episode might be to have you on. And today we are going to play a fun little conversational game called Pitch Your Season of Survivor slash what are your ideas for a theme or a twist that could be fun to see. We're going to play around with some of the people we think we might cast on such a season. We're going to have a great time. Pretty much what we want to do with Survivor if we were producers. If we were in charge of the show, this is what we would do. So the ideas are going to be fun. Now we're just going to play producer, right? We're going to play. It's going to be super fun. And if you have ideas that you think are silly and fun, you send them our way. And we will let you know if we think they're silly or fun. Come on to Jeff. If we, you like, um, we have a direct line. CBS, <laughs> you'd like to trademark this episode. So any thoughts and ideas that come from here, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. It is ours. And Jeff Probst is a content stealer. Joe, how do we get that in like legal writing? <laughs> you, can, you can be our, what's it called? Notary. Notary. <laughs> Joe's our notary. Yeah. <laughs> it's all 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 comments and thoughts deriving from this podcast are the intellectual property of the Escaping Reality Pod and shall not be distributed by any other entity, uh, legal or not. There we go. That'll work. Not me clipping that out and putting it at the end of every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> suck it, Jeff Probst. This is ours. Or like suck it, Survivor Reddit for taking credit for our content. It's fine. Yeah, don't remind me. I'm triggered. Um, all the time. Anyway, welcome to Joe. I'm going to let you tell us a little bit about your experience with Survivor, who some of your favorite players are, um, as well as how have you been escaping reality in Um, this crazy time? I'm Joe. I'm Anna's brother. Um, My experience with Survivor is I've been watching it since I was like six years old, all the way back to season one. Um, I took a long break in between the first All-Star season and then like the pandemic when I rewatched all of the seasons. But longtime fan, love the show. Favorite player of all time is Rupert. Um, he was just the classic when I was a kid, so it's hard um, not to love him. But got lots of other players that I have come to to love as well: Parvati, uh, Suri, Cochran, Tyson, and Coach. Love Coach, but mostly because he's a Bills fan and because he's iconic. His his token genes, like desert monologue, is I think up there in probably top ten all time greatest Survivor like scenes. So yeah, that's me. How have I been escaping reality? I've been finishing law school and that is a huge distraction from reality. Um, But now that's done. So now I have time to talk Survivor, which is much better. Yay. Yay, graduation. Joe has partially watched along in like a sidebar of the same timeline that we have because we were living in the same house over the last year. So it would be like, oh, what season are you on? And I'd be like, this one. He's like, I'm going to watch it too. But then it would take like three times as long because you had other stuff you were doing. I've watched just about everything except for 39. I still need to go back and watch Island of the Idols. That's the only thing I'm missing in my (laughs) repertoire. You can still up. It's fine. Don't don't worry about it. (laughs) You talk to me on the side. I'll tell you what's up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a sensitive topic <laughs> season 39 we can't go a single episode without it coming up somehow it, it can't not come up but also season the 40. fact that we haven't broken up yet because of season 39 <laughs> miracle i mean Have literally I broken nick up? just took just the words me. out of my mouth yeah it's like if i broke it up i mean just me living. 
Yeah, Nick's <laughs> just gonna walk out. But you should watch and give us your thoughts. Yes, I will. I need to watch all the Survivor, good, bad, and ugly, just so that I know. Because it's a show that loves callbacks and referencing itself. So I feel like even if you miss one season, like even something as obscure as like season one or two, like they call back to it all the time. That, with that in mind, I trust um, the ideas that you have. I think you have enough knowledge to, you know, intelligently put together some ideas for things you'd like to see in the future. As our guest, Joe, do you want to kick us off with with one of yours that you're maybe excited about? (laughs) I'll I'll actually kick off with one that I'm, I know I'm excited about, Anna, but I know that I've talked to you about it before and you don't love it as much as I do, but I think this is a great idea and I'm going to pitch it to the group to see their thoughts. So um, everybody knows about Survivor Second Chances where they brought back lots of fan favorites and they got, you know, another opportunity at the show. Well, I think that there should be a season called Survivor Last Chance where every single person who's brought back was voted out first and they take the people voted out first and they tell them that like this is the last opportunity you get to be on Survivor so it's like they get to go on like this season and then never again um, with the exception of if uh, whoever wins gets the money prize and an opportunity to be on later seasons if they so choose to bring them back which I think would be super cool and interesting because it's you can say like that, you know, maybe the people voted up first weren't that good on TV or they're just really bad at the game. But if you're taking all those people together, somebody is bound to rise to the top and become entertaining. And I think it would be a really interesting social experiment to take a bunch of people who were the absolute worst at a TV show that is very famous and be like, all right, one of you is going to win and whoever wins will like go down in Survivor history and the rest will just have like permanent embarrassment and be like just banished from the show. I love the added element of like you, this is it. You cannot play again, no matter how much of a fan favorite you are. Cause everybody talks about like, oh, should they, or should they not do like a first boot season? And I think adding something like that makes it a little more interesting. I feel like in that idea, in that vein, like maybe like it's expanded to pre-merge people, maybe not just first Mm -hmm. out, it's expanded to everybody in the pre-merge because those are often the people that are forgotten about the most and don't really get um, the ability to come back at all. Because I also think like it would be hard to find 20 first time, like first eliminated to like agree to come back. So like logistics wise, I feel like it might be easier to say like pre-mergers, but I do love that idea because I think it would heighten the stakes and people would be like, you didn't see any of me. I'm going to come back and like, I, I need to do something better mm-hmm. than what I did before. I think it's interesting though. I like that idea. There's definitely been some good people who have gone out pre-merge who I've thought to myself like, oh, this person's like going to go really far. (laughs) They just haven't. They just get cut out so early. Kelly Wentworth and her original San Juan del Sur went out pre-merge and like if Fish didn't come back for second chances, we wouldn't have had the greatest idol play of all time. Yeah. Yeah, Bryce was also pre-merged. pre-merged. Oh yeah. Also, what's her name in Cowron that I loved on the Bronze Tribe? Alicia. 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 Uh, maybe she was in Cowron on the Bronze Tribe. She was the blonde, blonde one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The entire tribe like hated her for some reason, and I was rooting for her yeah. all, like the entire time. And even Jeff Probst is like, "I'm rooting for you. I don't think yeah. it's gonna work out, but I want <laughs> you to do well." Yeah, <laughs> I remember. I also feel like on tribe on seasons where there's four or three tribes to start it's just like a little bit chaotic and like you just can't give enough time to any of those players anyway so I think it's gonna be hard to convince people to come back though and be like you can never play again if you lose I think it'd be interesting though since most of them probably are not getting invited back anyway like maybe just the chance to like have that last opportunity could be because it's like well you can either play now and like if you lose you're permanently banned or we're probably never going to invite you back anyway so like get your last fame i think it's from like francesca who was clearly really smart and should have done better and got pigeonholed two times by the same person and just (laughs) absolutely screwed over damn philip at that point i was so upset because i was like philip they could have worked together Like you could just work with her. Yeah. My question is, would there be any like um, Redemption Island or Exile Island? Or is this like literally, no, like voted out, you're gone forever. Oh, that's a good question. I'd be interested to see like, I mean, 
with it being such a like this is it they may have to have some sort of exile island or redemption island or something uh, or less edge of extinction whatever they're calling it now um yeah. where it's like not the absolute end just because it would be if you built up the whole season it's like we're bringing these people back and once they're gone like they're gone from survivor forever like you wouldn't want them to just be like torture or maybe that would heighten the stakes even more i don't know maybe yeah, that's exactly. the right way to do it it's just to be like it's just a very traditional season of survivor like they weren't good at it the first time let's see if they're good at it now <laughs> yeah. can you imagine the drama of like if it was like if there were no redemption or edge of extinction whatever and it was like your torch doesn't just get snuffed like your torch gets destroyed Jeff like your whole torch gets burnt and it's like you can you can never come back <laughs> Like, Jeff would love it. Like, I just think he would be so hype in a season like that because the intensity for the immunity challenges would just be like more than ever because it's not just, you know, trying to win a million dollars. It's trying to like stay relevant in Survivor. And the idol plays would have so much more impact because like, you know, in a normal season, it's like great and it's exciting because someone loses, but like if someone gets blindsided in a season like this and they have no idea and like they didn't have that time to prepare, like enjoy their last days on the island. Like they're just done, just stunned, torch destroyed, walk out of Survivor forever. I mean, Nick and I were literally on, literally on Idol Chatter yesterday and we were talking about an episode of Kagiyan and we were talking about how in Kagiyan, no one's looking for idols. Like they think Spencer has one and they think Tony has one. So like no one's like running around looking for idols. And it's like this season, there would be like a real impetus to make sure every idol was found. Cause it would be like, if I don't win immunity, like I could definitely go home. And then there's literally like, I can't do anything else. Like I'm like, I'm going home. So yeah, I think it would be really, it would be very high stakes. I think I'd be stressed as a viewer. I'd be yeah. like, yeah. I'd be like these poor people, they signed up to like, never maybe play again. It could I mean, also be such an interesting season to have no idols. Like, I know we've kind of talked about that and that could be a season in its own right of like, we're stripping it back. There's no idols, but even just to further heighten the, like, this is your last chance. If you don't win immunity, you have, no, you got no shot. You got to, you, know, you have to rely on your social game. And yeah. Like and the, I mean, the final vote to final tribal, it's a completely different thing, right? Cause not only are you picking a winner, picking someone to get a million dollars, but you are picked like whoever you don't pick is gone from survivor. Right. Like you're banishing someone effectively. I mean, every vote you're banishing someone, which is crazy. And then to think at the end, you need to get the people that you have permanently kicked out of survivor forever. To let them stay wow. <laughs> I mean, didn't we talk about this in Winners at War, how potentially some of the other players who had been voted out, obviously, were talking about how Tony was maybe the better representative of their season. Like, if you're going to pick a winner, you want it to be someone who represents your season almost. And so at that point, also, you have that, like, added layer of, like, not only is it we're banishing two other people and picking one who could potentially play again, it's also, like, that person has to represent this season of firsts. But I also think of like, what happens if like we bring up back all these like first timers or pre-mergers um, and then <laughs> America actually loves a lot of them. <laughs> and then Jeff's like, well, now we're in a pickle because people are really invested in them. And we've said they can never play again. Like we, that was the thing. And now what do we do? What a conundrum. Then you have a season like five more years for like the 50th anniversary or something where you're like, we're, we're lifting the ban. I mean, they always break the rules anyway, but I would make it seem very, very permanent upfront. If I were a producer, I'd be like, no, this is real. Like we're, we're never lifting it. Like this is it. <laughs> I think it should be called survivor one and done. And it's like, technically it's not your, like it's technically two and done, but it's like, this is it. Like this is that, that is such a good title. <laughs> I'll be here all day, guys. I'm just, I'm just thinking wow. about these names. <laughs> Wait, I'm living for that, Stacey. I'm living. So everyone and done. I will throw in a twist to that season because, like, I have an idea for a twist, and I have this because it's never been done in Survivor history, and I think it'll be really interesting. And I've taken the idea from like Drag Race of not sending anybody home for an episode. But in the Survivor world, Jeff would still, you would still vote, you would still read out the votes, but no one's going home tonight. 
So you just throw a massive wrench in the works and like basically just show the alliances, but the numbers don't shift at all. Yeah, and just be like, so Tony's going home tonight. If somebody were to go home tonight. Dang. (laughs) I'm like, all right, back to camp. See y'all tomorrow. See you guys tomorrow. That would fuck shit up so much, especially like after the merge. Because you know Jeff too, like sometimes he does he's so, him and the writers are so particular with the language that he uses where he could like, everyone could be at tribal council. And if he never says the words, like someone's going home tonight or voting someone out, like he could just use certain words to not, to like, to imply that everything's going to be the same. But if you're really listening to him, you know, it's he never says like someone's going home or this person's getting voted out. Like he just says it's time to vote. And then like, as he's reading them, he's like, by the way, this is what you're voting for like something else right like I like if you're paying attention you get it you follow i think it would be such a bomb to mm-hmm. drop on them i mean a whole season with that like because are you saying it'd be kind of like a one-time thing or would it be like i was every- saying it would be like a one-time thing okay because i feel like if it becomes a thing for the whole season people they catch on to it they catch on and they just yeah. like everyone would just vote somebody different and like also i don't know how you would get to the end that way <laughs> yeah <laughs> But I think it was like a one-time bomb, kind of like what they it's did. It's ten episodes, but whoever gets the least votes wins. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like whoever gets the least at- votes is the winner. We did it. I think what we're all kind of getting at is like survivors do for a little bit of a shakeup, mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form. We've done this same formula. I know one of our biggest critiques, and I feel like we already mentioned it, is there's been so much idol play. There's too many. The only season that maybe made sense was Island of the Idols. And then that wasn't even what the word idol meant. Like that wasn't, that wasn't the theme. The idols were Sandra and Rob, like, but we have had so many idols. So I think I'm, I'm loving where this is going of this idea of like, we just want to shake it up. Like Jeff, just do something. It's almost like winners at war where we said, I kind of wish the Fleur de Lee on Jeff's podium had been an idol because like that would have been fucking badass. Like that would have been interesting. We would have been like, I really wasn't expecting that. Yeah, it wasn't. So I think with that, Nick, like, I mean, I know, I think we have all, except Joe, we've all seen the first episode or the first season of um, Amazing Race now. And sometimes I don't know if they did it in season one, but sometimes even when you're last, then Phil will say, but this is a non-elimination round. So I do think it'd be cool to do it like every, like dispersed in there a few times, but you just don't know when. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A person like like abby maria like when they would finally like barely get enough votes to get her up after keeping her on for too long if you took someone who you knew was a bombshell like that and basically like if the producers were like we're going to use this strategically when we think someone like this who's going to explode is on the line and it will change up the entire game because she in both seasons she was in she could have swung to either alliance and like changed up the entire way that things played out and if you had like that, where like she was like, oh my God, you stabbed me in the back. And then they all had to go back to camp. It'd be crazy. My favorite part in every season is when post merge, we're like, this is where we're going to draw a line in the sand. And it's like, that's the day you'd be like, no one's going home. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, we drew the line in the sand and then, oops, it didn't matter. Like, you still didn't get to get out the person you wanted to get out. And I think that would really <laughs> throw them for a loop because they'd be like building up. Because up until that point, that's all they were talking about. Like, okay, we're really saying our alliances, we're throwing it, we're throwing down. It's like, well, you threw down, but he didn't go home. So what are you going to do now? So I have a, since we're on the vein of like major twists that would really shake up the game, I have one that I came up with one day that Anna was actually like, okay, we have to invite you on our like pitch a season, like show for this. This was like my- You had thought about it too much to let it go unheard. Yeah. (laughs) So I've actually been thinking about this like since I started watching the show, but I like everyone in the show knows that like idols are powerful, but there's one thing in Survivor that's more powerful than even idols and it's information. And so I came up with the idea of an information broker that exists in the game where players can through reward and or other challenges actually win the opportunity to go talk to like an all-knowing information broker who can tell them the truth about lies that people are telling to them because they have all the footage already. And the person can literally go and like, be like, is 
so-and-so lying to me about our alliance and the information broker can be like yes or no and can really reveal the truth to them so they go into tribal that night knowing what's actually happening to them that would have been i think i know you haven't watched 39 but if they had used island of the idols where that was the reward you got instead of like i don't know whatever the fuck they got like an advantage (laughs) that would have been cool of like you have to do some kind of challenge to win that but then you're actually winning help in the game that's yeah. kind of what we wanted rob and sandra to do in yeah. Island of the idols is like why we aren't you that. giving yeah, them we real like... feedback on their game rather than like you know like ethereal feedback on survivor gameplay generally related to that you're like because this could legit just be like someone who's like a producer on the show who has all the footage and they can be like look here's like so and so is lying to you they're gonna vote you out tonight like here's the meeting they had with like every single person now you know like go save yourself that would be cool i like it and you could use it you could limit it you could be like you if you win this mini challenge or like the big challenge whatever you could either ask like one question it could be like limited to is it like a yes or no question can you ask about a specific person like there could be tiers yeah of I mean, what you're allowed to ask so that it's not just like who's lying to me yeah <laughs> i think there would need to be like definitely like parameters on it so it wasn't too vague and so that every person who used it got like kind of something out of it if they asked the right question that is but i mean you can obviously you can use it for like who's telling you the truth who's not but you could also be like you know does ben have an idol like right now and they would tell you like you would know that whatever they told you was the real answer so you know it'd be it'd be great late in the game for people who have fake idols you know if you win information broker challenge to go up you know the so-and-so have an idol no it's a fake now you know you don't it like it takes all the stress away but then you know because the producers are smart then they're putting other idols into the game and everything on top of that so you have a combination of like information coming out as well as the other advantages and plays that like the producers are sprinkling in, which I think could just create some really cool tribal council scenes of people like going and being like, I know for a fact that this is the case, but maybe after they had that meeting, you know, mm. whoever they asked about has gone and done something else. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking of names now. So the easy one's obviously Island of Information, but it could also be Survivor 20 Questions. <laughs> I think that would, I mean, I don't know. You are so good at this. (laughs) My thing with this twist is like, I love this idea, mainly because I want to hear Jeff pitch it. Cause I can like hear him now being like, what have we found over 40 seasons is the most important aspect to this game. You're right. It's information. And now we're offering our castaways a chance to get that information however they decide to pitch it like you can hear Jeff saying it like I can I can hear it because it's a tie into the game so well you know what they would do though (laughs) they would have them talk to like an Easter Island head or like a TV head (laughs) and like a producer (laughs) of a microphone be like I am like, the great and powerful. Yeah, like the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> the Wizard in Oz. They also yeah. would definitely try to like Hollywood it up too much and they wouldn't call it information. They would call it secrets. <laughs> and uh, it ended up being like Survivor Chamber of Secrets. Also that. Chamber. Also that. <laughs> right, they'd somehow make it stupid. <laughs> I mean, it, it's like, yeah. I mean, it's almost like Ghost Island where you're like, this is almost really cool. Mm-hmm. But I love this idea, Joe. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. I, I cannot wait to hear Jeff pitch it one day. And I, I get royalties from it. If they did it right, it would just, it'd be the kind of change that I think the game needs where it's like, okay, at this point we watched 40 seasons. We all know it's a reality television show. We all know they're filming all the time. Why not give tidbits of information away as prizes instead of just having like all the guessing and parent it also would be just so cool for like if some like super paranoid person like did win a challenge and was able to like find out the truth and seeing how that plays out instead of them just spiraling and having island madness paranoia would be so cool too as like as more and more people started winning and getting information of being like i i don't know what they asked like do they know I have an idol? Is that what they asked? Are they targeting me? Like, what's the deal? It would be an absolute chaotic mess. Oh, well, and imagine like the, the like the blown questions of being like, I'm going to ask them if the person yesterday asked if I had an idol. And then <laughs> the, like the, the Easter Island had just being like, 
no. And like, that's it. Like, you just like, you want a whole challenge, used all your energy to just get like an answer that really doesn't help you. Wow. Not to ruin it, but hey, you could use fire tokens. Uh, <laughs> that could be what you're using the actual for. use for fire tokens mm-hmm. that's in the game and not on exile mm-hmm. on extinction yeah. like a yes or no question costs two but maybe like five can get you mm-hmm. like a, you get to watch footage like the blair witch project that would be awesome to watch how would they get the fire tokens <laughs> Same well, as they were before like challenges going to edge of extinction no, it would have to be like. How do you get them to like bequeath? We could do like mini challenges at camp, or have them hidden yeah. in place of idols. Or like instead of take like take away reward challenges, and it's like yeah. a reward, you get a fire token or something. If they were going to use the fire tokens, I think they'd have to be just much more commonplace. Like it couldn't just be yeah. the one that you get. It'd have to be like okay, you can get a bunch of each challenge, like especially. In, Maybe by the time you get to individual reward challenges, like, you know, the winner gets like 10, but like fourth place still get comes away with like one token. And it's like, or like their temptations, like you can jump off your perch for three fire tokens. The weird thing you can't win immunity. If you're going to have a currency system, you can't, it needs to be like Mario Party, where like everybody's kind of getting some every time. It can't just be the first place person, like, <laughs> because then the wealth is not redistributed equally and you have like capitalism on this island. <laughs> The lawyer speaks. <laughs> the future lawyer. Oh, you gotta watch season not about the survivor about. economy more than the survivor producers have. I know. I just didn't like it. Like we just don't need it. <laughs> we gotta rework it. It's gotta be. We gotta do something. Gotta be reworked. I want to see it again. Different. <laughs> but if we can buy information with fire tokens, I'm 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 in. Do you want to bring your idea to the table here, Stace? I mean, now I'm like it's not that good compared to these. So no, I. <laughs> I also, I still, I still need to workshop the name, but this, I mean, it's, it's really not original. It's stolen from other, from another show. So I, I think the challenge has done um, a se- at least one season where like, because so in the challenge, sometimes you have a partner. Actually, I think most times you have a partner. And I think there was at least one season where they were working with someone they like were known to hate or like disagree with. Rivals, one rivals. Oh, that's the word. Okay. I see. I haven't seen any of them. I've just like seen. Oh my them. god, those are the They're three the best, best seasons of the challenge. <laughs> I joined the challenge train late, so like I just You're seen the season where it's exes. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. So I think they should have basically a survivor rivals. Then I mean I don't know what the name would be, but. Pairing people who like historically have not gotten along. So far, I've thought of um, Sandra and Russell as an example, <laughs> where like they would not want to work together. Um, but so everyone would be in pairs, and like you are competing the whole time together. Like you start on the same tribe, you do challenges together. Like there are two people challenges, um, and like even when you get to final tribal, it would be like six people because it'd be like three pairs or four people if it's two pairs. Are they both between a million? See, no, I think you'd have to split it. Like, I feel like the challenge, they always split it when you get to that. And like, unless you do with what they did in one season where like, I don't know how they worked it out, but you could like take the money yourself. And like, you did better than your partner in the final challenge. You can take the prize money for yourself and not let them have any. It was savage. So with that, Stacey, I wonder if you and your partner are battling to get to final tribal and then it's just (laughs) you two in final tribal and oh, one of you wins and one, and of, you one of you wins one of you doesn't that, so, yeah would you, the hell out of that season would the eliminations be like if your partner gets voted out you're out too and the yeah goes out so you like live and die by what your partner yeah. and it's someone you hate <laughs> that would actually be so cool that's what i kind of wish blood versus water was yeah, like when they were working. Line got voted out. You also got yeah, and like out. that they were working in pairs together instead of splitting. Yeah, because starting from a different tribe, it's kind of like okay. I mean, you're not, and unless you both get to the merge, and then you're just a target anyway. Like it's not. Yeah, like, this is never helping you. Yeah. So water seasons, there's only like one or two pairs that made it to the merge. Exactly. Like, I'm convinced that the entirety of Blood versus Water was literally planned so that Rupert would sacrifice himself for his wife and didn't yeah. think about anything past that moment. Like, they knew that was going to happen, and then they thought he'd win his way back. I, I think they thought that Rupert was going to win that season, like, for his wife going into it, and he just loses right away, and it was a huge mistake. 
Yeah, and then they're like, what have we done? Yeah. And they really had to shift their mindset. They're like, okay, Rupert's not winning. What do we do now? Do you think that's why the producers were like, Tyson, Tyson, talk about how you're winning this for Rachel. But yeah, so I don't know what other like duos though, because I don't know that a ton of people Francesca don't like Philip. Basically anyone who was on Heroes vs. Villains with a nemesis. Or Courtney and Jean Robert. Colby <laughs> and Jerry. Literally just said that. Yeah. yeah. I think that'd be good. Uh, because I want to see Dean again, I did have Dean and Nora, but you know, that's just <laughs> so I can see. That's mostly a personal choice. He could also be with Karishma because he voted for her every single time. <laughs> like, the whole time. Or Karishma. So. Karishma with anyone from that season would be a good oh, what about um what's her name like angel was her name angelina the person who wouldn't give the jacket <laughs> like they oh, angelina, angelina natalie angelina. oh in that area you could do abby maria and anyone no 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 Girls <laughs> Philippines. Yep. our our oh. is it rc rc yeah. abby maria oh, and rc yeah that abby would be good because they had a fight in um yeah yeah. Yeah. Abby, Abby Maria is great TV. I love her. Yeah, just put her back. Like I'm in. Seriously, like let's literally put Abby put her Maria with, on every put her with anybody. She yeah. has so many rivals I in both her seasons. Can you imagine a season of Survivor that's just the explosive people? Harvey <laughs> and Ozzy together. Are they really like rivals though? Bitch, he was so mean to her at Micronesia, and that was just because he wanted to get into Amanda's pants. <laughs> Yeah, I think, it, but see, I think that in and of itself shows he's not really mad at Parv. He just mad. doesn't like women winning the game. Let's be honest and real. He just doesn't like anyone who wins the game not by winning challenges. I felt like that was clear when Brad was in the final and he was like, Brad's done what I've been trying to do for years. Everybody should respect winning challenges. And it's like, that's because that's all you can do, Ozzy. You've been on the show 500 times. I have a good segue. Oh, I was going to segue too, but you segue first. I've been talking a lot and it's your show. My, seg- my segue is into something that you said, which I have a question about because I think Ozzy falls into one of these categories, but I'm going to need you to walk me through, um, what was it? Cowboys versus cavemen versus... Cash cows. Cowboys versus, versus cows. cavemen versus cash cows. Yeah. Joe mentioned this to me the other day and I was like, What? <laughs> like are we just are we just pulling random c words like but then i was like what's cavemen is it like the aussie type like what so where are okay. we with this and walk me through this so yeah this is not one of my like more fleshed out seasons but it's one i thought really? of when i was thinking of like <laughs> I was going through in preparation like for today and i was thinking of like some of the sillier seasons like healers versus hustlers versus whatever the third age was heroes, <laughs> heroes. yeah the most important one but I was like, they always do these really like silly seasons where like the themes are very like loose. So I was like, what I was trying to think like, okay, if I had to come up with a season like that, like what types of people would I want to see like against each other? And it's not the most original, but I, I thought of it. So it's cowboys versus cavemen versus cash cows. And two of these are very easy to explain. Cavemen's the hardest to explain, but so cowboys is obviously just like, basically like the southern the tribe from the south or like real rural like middle america the farmers the ranchers people like that like it's basically the blue collar tribe but i would want it like just as stereotypical as possible like just lean into like full like, being bad like yeah. republicans yes <laughs> yes <laughs> i think like that's that's one tribe then you have cash cows on the other side which is like just very wealthy people like people like the type of people that like come out to survivor in the suit and tie that like don't need to that think that that because they were like the ceo of some company or like work in advertising that they're going to be able to like outsmart everyone and just like you get you get that group and then cavemen <laughs> cavemen is like the interesting one where like my idea for it is basically either like people who live in their parents basements or people who like Ozzy who just like lived on like a boat like people who just like don't really have their lives together and are just I mean I live in my parents house so like you could put me in this tribe um, but, like, but like people who are just kind of like it's it's not so much about chilling and like just being it's not like healers who are just like oh like very spiritual it's more like people who are literally just like yeah just like live in my parents basement like don't really know what I'm doing yet just kind of like out here like 
trying to figure it out. And I just think like, it's, it's not too dissimilar from brains versus brawn versus beauty, but it's, it's one of those like silly seasons where you could bring in like a lot of like eclectic groups of people. And then just, I think it would be particularly explosive. Like this trio of things. It's kind of no collar ass. Like Vince, the coconut vendor fits that description. (laughs) Like, I was going to say that it sounds very similar to Worlds Apart with like different names for the tribes, which like I'm not mad at them though. Yeah. They're all kind of derivative of each other. Like I feel yeah. like we talked about that every single time we saw something versus something versus something. Like they're all just another version of the same divide. Right. But I think this if you one's silly. like, and if you found like true caricatures of those things, like on the Cowboy Tribes, literally find just like guys who think that they're cowboys or like girls who think that they're co- like with cowboy hats boots and shit like really yeah like i i would just make it so like because those seasons are always like they're always the ones where you're like what what is like what is this gonna be and i would make it like i would actually for once be like no every single person on these tribes is a stereotype like it's like we found like seven people who work on wall street like seven ranchers and seven people who like sell ice cream on the beach <laughs> like and like live in their like tiki huts and i just think the name would be so funny like i think like cash cows win immunity <laughs> i would really want to hear jeff say that yeah so funny i want to hear jeff explain the theme yeah i want him to oh like God. really like be super excited about it too but be like struggling to make it like coherent <laughs> This would weirdly be a good all-star season, like, or like a favorite season, because there are people from lots of seasons that fit these descriptions that you could bring them all back and be like, these are like some of our favorite stereotypical survivors. Like you could, you could have like, I mean, you could literally have a tribe of Ozzy and Joe and Seabass and um, Malcolm, like every fake Ozlet that's like ever come (laughs) off the screen. Malcolm is his own person. He's he's a version of Ozzy. Ozzy is like the best version of that. Superior version. Ozzy's like the last Pokemon evolution, or Malcolm's like the last Pokemon evolution of Ozzy. I feel like Malcolm's the one where you trade it away and get something like way better back. Yes. (laughs) In the Survivor auction, when Jeff is like, this is what you bought, but do you want this instead? And it's like, you uncover it and it's Malcolm and you're pleased. Okay. I was speaking, gonna, oh, oh. cutting into your segue. I'm so sorry. Please go no, ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, um, speaking of returner seasons, one of the ones that I know you and I have talked about, and I think I've mentioned to everybody else, is the inevitable legends versus losers and or legendary losers, oh. because it's going to be a returner season. And I feel like you could just fit everybody that you're putting onto it into the losers category of like people who made huge blunders, people who it was their game to win and they fucked it up. And I don't know that I would want to put those people next to people who succeeded more than I would just want to see a complete season of like people who are known for the shitty moves they made. Yeah, I mean, like, if it's Legends versus Losers, then it's basically, like, a David versus Goliath with favorites, but, like, where one team is, like, James and Eric and people who have, like, screwed up historically badly Mm -hmm. versus people who have just done really well and just been, like, the golden children of Survivor. Maybe they haven't actually won, but they've just been, like, beloved and they won challenges, Mm -hmm. always did really well. Like, someone like Sari is obviously, like, on the Legends side of just, like, Mm -hmm. just... Or is she a legendary loser? Like, oh, I, I don't know. Loser after um, her Game famous, changer. like, going yeah. out without actually having a vote cast. Because mm-hmm. that was pretty good. I was, it's almost kind of like the idea of, like, fucked over by the system. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, which people were, like, truly just a product of survivor twists that hurt them. Mm-hmm. Or I think of someone like Amanda, where it's like, you made it to the end twice. And In you a still row. didn't win like Russell Hanson. people like that yeah Russell I don't yeah. ever really need to see Russell Hanson another season of Survivor but I see where we're going and that like both of them back-to-back seasons and it's like really like you lost so bad you couldn't so yeah even someone like Eric like you made one of the worst moves of all time and then mm-hmm. like you finally got to come back only to be medevaced like medevaced <laughs> at final five the same right, position like, that he was that voted out in his yeah. like legendary losses. 
I would bring Wu back. I'd be like, you made one of the all-time worst decisions of who to bring. Like, you had someone who you knew you would win, and you tried to, like, <laughs> do the, like, right thing, and you bring Tony with yeah. you. And you like, you lost a million or 900,000. <laughs> it would kind of have similar stakes to, like, second chances, but it would be meaner. Second chance <laughs> like, people who were like good at the game who fans just yeah. like this this would definitely be this is like we're gonna keep reminding you about everything you did wrong. It's yeah. gonna like, be in um, the challenges, it's gonna be in the advantages, and we are not gonna let you forget. What's her Jenna from All Stars? Jenna M, maybe? Jenna L. Jenna L, because in the final three immunity, her like the back of her ankle lifted up and she lost. Um, and she's like literally if i would have won that i would have won the million dollars oh. everybody hated amber and rob mm-hmm. I like also, ian. baby ian yes ian. this is the perfect season ian for him not go back and survivor his mental state is not okay excuse me do you think the pitch of legendary losers is gonna be the right <laughs> moment for him to come back but like yeah i'm gonna be reminded of all the mental instability i suffered because of the show like poor sweet baby ian finally gets approached and like we're calling it legendary losers you win yeah. <laughs> like no you would have to like not tell them until they're exactly. like on the boat you can't tell I, them the name yeah I, I think um coach is a great person to bring back for a season like that because like he was and i and i love coach but he was an absolute like enigma <laughs> the first time around he botched heroes versus villains and it was like he was cast as a villain but was totally like weirdly a hero like somehow because he was just so kind the entire time and everyone else was more evil and then he gets to 23 and he's just like had his whole weird like jesus persona that's the thing like honestly after south pacific i never need to see coach on survivor (laughs) i just want him to come back to be like just normal like I want him to try to play the game normal and win because I think he's likable enough and like was good enough at challenges that like he could legitimately win without doing the like well I'm the only returner here and I'm going to start a religious cult to get to the final um I have a wild idea for a survivor season and like I'm prepared to defend it to the best of my (laughs) oh no celebrity survivor Oh. I'd actually I would like to see Celebrity Survivor but I don't want D and E and G list celebrities I want people G-list. who have like I want like C list celebrities minimum like I want people who have been in things that you have seen recently on television or in movies maybe they're in a little bit of a gap so we can get them for Survivor but like I don't want to watch like some random person who was like on some other reality show and like we're calling them a celebrity you know like I was thinking like you could like divide them up into tribes and have like the influencer tribe the reality tv star tribe the music tribe or something like along those lines and you get people because like i've been i clearly i'm a drag race fan but like monet exchange has recently been watching all of survivor and talks about it all the time and she's very much like i would go on to survivor and like yeah would love that and like if you have like her some other vh1 stars there as well like a mixture of people, i think it'd be really interesting there are two yeah. things I need from it. One, I need whatever the prize money is to go to charity if we're having yeah. celebrities yeah, on. For sure, for and sure. And two, I need them to lean back into it being more about survival. Yeah. I want, if, if we're bringing celebrities out here, I need them to suffer a little bit. <laughs> or, or, or work for it. You know what I mean? Like they need to be like building their shelter, not getting a ton of like food rewards. Like they need to, they need to work for it a little bit. Yeah. yeah, Jimmy Fallon on it. He's a, such a huge Survivor fan. Like I want to, <laughs> like I want to watch Jimmy Fallon. Like that's the caliber yeah. yeah. celebrity that I want. Like someone yeah. like Tyler like, Perry. Like, it's not like he's filming like tons and tons of movies. Obviously, he owes the Tonight Show, and that's a huge deal. But like, I feel like he could carve out some time and like go on Survivor for forty days. Mm-hmm. And he's a huge fan. Like, if you love it so much, go do it, Jimmy Fallon. I also feel like <laughs> don't you marry it? <laughs> if you do like the celebrity version, it could kind of be a shorter season like maybe instead of 20 castaways it's like 10 and so it's only like 20 days that you're out there because I feel like that's like logistically would make more sense with celebrity schedules to be like instead of carving out a month you only have to carve out 20 days of your life to do this and you'll get more people to say yes to it I feel like, or like if once you're voted out like you can go back to your life yeah yeah you know. along those lines so there has to be like an incentive to be like yes like you're going to actually play survivor but yeah mm-hmm. if you're voted out you're just going to go because obviously like they've had uh johnny mundo played and david versus goliath they've mm-hmm. had, you know, and ned schneebly 
yeah, they've had plenty, like they've had people who are like, quote unquote, like celebrities on before, but those are like the D-list celebrities that I'm talking about. They're like, nobody really knows who they are or they were famous a long time ago or they were famous when they played sports like 15 years prior. Like yeah. what, just like, if, if it's gonna happen, it needs to be like currently culturally relevant people. And maybe like not every person knows everything because you can't watch every TV show and know every influencer. Mm-hmm. But like, if I Google them, it's like, yeah, they were on like, a season of a tv show like last year and like i just didn't get around saying it because i'm like thinking like person i'm like tiffany new york pollard my god would she make great tv (laughs) you know like she would just be i'm thinking like people like the cast of jersey shore put fucking chloe kardashian out there or like a kardashian like (laughs) it would be so interesting they wouldn't do it but like get them up (laughs) with celebrity survivor like it's something i want but if it's not going to be interesting, I don't want it. You know what I mean? Like if it's not going to actually be people, like you said, that I care about or whatever, it's like, I don't actually want that. But I think there's a lot of potential there. I just feel like it's untapped potential. Cause I agree, Joe, we've had like mini celebrities on, but I think the reason they only got people that had been on, you know, like the facts of life girl, Lisa, mm-hmm. and then Ned Schneebly, like Nick recognized him, but until he said something, I was not like, Oh yeah, him. I was like, yeah, he kind of looks familiar, but like, it was like, Nick, who are you talking about? He's like, from School of Rock. And I was like, I literally don't know what you're talking about. I mean, not everyone is as uncultured as you are. I want a Jonas Brother on there. <laughs> like, get Kevin. I bet Kevin could go on Survivor. <laughs> Kevin? <laughs> Wait, Kevin? Kevin Jonas. <laughs> Kevin Jonas. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't, or get the bonus Jonas. Frankie Jonas would do it. Yeah, he's too famous now. <laughs> I know he's more TikTok famous, but I feel like part of the reason that they don't get like bigger names or like I'm I'm not I would be surprised if there's celebrities who haven't said like I would do it yeah but on it you couldn't have one celebrity go on because they're going to be immediately targeted right so you'd have to have a season worth of celebrities being willing to go and I'm wondering if because I would imagine like Jim Fallon strikes me as someone who's reached out to Jeff and be like can I go on the show and Jeff's like no because you're gonna get voted out right away because it it needs to be like you Lisa have- from Facts of Life was like different. She was like, I made bad investments and I'm poor. Yeah. So like, I'm, like, I'm actually here because like I, I need a million dollars. But if you like have a cast of nobodies and then randomly put Jimmy Fallon, they're like, bitch, you make a billion dollars. You're fucking fine. Get off my island. Yeah, I yeah. just feel like there would have to be, again, I love this idea, Anna, too, of making it for charity. Mm-hmm. Like you're trying to get a million dollars for charity. I think that makes it even more like, fun and like even like with the rewards because it's like oh even like the cultural experiences like yeah normal people will never have that opportunity but like jimmy fallon can do whatever he wants yeah, yeah. Is tyler perry a huge fan yeah he'll do it and he is so rich be like tyler perry will you make it like a 10 million dollar prize for charity and we'll put you on the show <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i'm yeah. sure there um, are other celebrities that love survivors so it's kind of like it's almost like just knowing who is the right person to reach out to. I feel like we just haven't explored it as an option. I totally get your point though about like who would actually do it. I'm sure you guys have talked about this a million times on the show. I would not go on Survivor. I am totally a watcher. I could not do the challenges. I could not survive. I'd be starving. I'd be dehydrated. I'd be medevac like five minutes in. I would absolutely. <laughs> Jeff Probst never, never ever cast me. Would love to be a producer or writer on the show. I could not be on it. So I'm totally instigating like all these celebrities to go on it and critiquing all the people who been on it. Couldn't do it myself. But like, I wonder what celebrities would be tough enough to go do it. Yeah. And open enough to the fact that like, if they're going to be on something that's out of their control, like how is that going to look for their persona and, you know, their reputation? Like it would be very tough. lines in their contracts that were like, you cannot portray me this way, which is yeah. maybe also another reason why they haven't. There'd be so many lawyers involved. I just don't like it would take them like years of contracting to like get it done. Like the negotiations would last longer than the actual like filming and production. Mm-hmm. And then like, like Jimmy that- Fallon, like you can't have Jimmy Fallon yelling at somebody. Like it would ruin it would ruin him. <laughs> it would be yeah, because like it's also like, oh my god, Jimmy Fallon just blindsided Lizzo. How dare he? <laughs> I want Lizzo on Survivor. I want Lizzo. I want the cool buyer. I want the cast of Jersey Shore. I want the cast of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Wow. I mean, they've done Celebrity Big Brother. It's not like the biggest celebrities, but like they had like, yeah. let me look here, Ryan Lochte, Candy Bur- Burris, Burris, is that how you say it? Candace Burris. Um, yeah. 
They've had Joey Lawrence, Lolo Jones, Ross Matthews. So like, you know, they're not, yeah. not like Oprah, but it's, you know. Joey Lawrence is like exactly the kind of celebrity that I don't want on Celebrity Survivor. <laughs> not that I have any, anything against him personally, but like if my last memory of you is Horse Sense, the Disney Channel original movie, like you, it, it's just not relevant to me in this current like era. And I'm sure he's done other things. In fact, I'm almost certain he had like a show called like Joey and Melissa or something. I'm sure he's doing very well. But like, it's like, I want to see Lizzo. Like, I want like, that's who I want to see. I want to see Jimmy Fallon blindside Lizzo (laughs) and have make the cover of the New York Times. I think that's the title of this episode. Jimmy Fallon blindsides Lizzo. (laughs) Um, Switching gears, Aggie, you said that you had an idea that was more like, okay, who we would cast. It's more, yeah, it's more playing around with who we would cast because my favorite season, as we all know from, and mine and Stacey's both, is Second Chances. It's a good theme. It's a good theme. You get a chance to redeem yourself from what you did wrong the first time. And I think one of the strengths of Second Chances is the fact that they actually made use of their second chance and every single person they cast was like, I messed up this or I didn't have relationships with people or I wasn't aware of how I was coming off. And they like very, I felt like the second chances cast is one of the strongest themed casts in terms of like, we actually had an idea and executed on it in a way that's like useful. Um, So I want to cast second chances too, because we've had at least eight seasons since then. We've also had a few seasons like around the time of second chances one and those people were not considered. So I think we should cast second chances too. Um, The only person I feel very strongly needs to be there is War Dog. Otherwise, like I'm open to whatever we want, but I feel like we should cast it. I, I just think it's, I think it's worthwhile. So I'd love to hear our thoughts. And it can only be someone who's played once. They cannot have played. And Lauren, I'm gonna put War Dog and Lauren on this list. And then from there, I would love to hear your guys' thoughts, but those are my two. My only caveat list. with Second Chances 2 is that there needs to be a crying Max amount. No, no, that's oh, beautiful part. Each person can only have one crying cutaway the entire season and then you're done. No. I can't deal with watching people cry for 30 minutes an episode. It's too much. <laughs> I don't care. To be clear, they didn't cry 30 minutes an episode. You're... They cried 29.99 seconds per episode. 29.99 seconds feels accurate. Or 29 minutes, 99 seconds. Oh, um, what's her name? Sydney. I think... Is yeah. there a yeah. 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 She's also said she would play again. She's also said she would play again, but she Oh, you know who I would put the girl from Ghost Island who had to break Laurel. the tie? Laurel. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. She, she was I also would put Dom. I would be interested to see him play and realize like the reason I lost is because me and Wendell played the same game. Like I didn't have anything to separate me from him. So I would be interested to see Dominic play again. Fitting back into that narrative and also getting more POC, Becky Cook Islands. Yeah. Yeah, she does deserve a second yeah. chance. Yeah. Becky! Yeah. I would bring RC back. I thought she was so good on her She season. was supposed to be on Blood versus Water with her dad, but then her dad like got sick or something, so he couldn't be on it. But I would absolutely would love to see RC again. Notice how we're only picking women because women are better. <laughs> I'm, gonna throw, I'm gonna throw you another woman and I'm gonna say Katie Gallagher from Palau. So I, not to interrupt this segment, but I, this, we may be getting towards the end here and I pitched to Anna, I really want an all women season of Survivor. It's something yes. that I really like to see. Um, uh-huh. I just think it would be really interesting um, to do a single gender season, but I think it would be much more interesting to do all women. It would be way more interesting. Yeah. I think if you do that though, you have to open it up to trans women. Oh, 100%. Like, I don't think, I don't see them ever dividing tribes up again by sex because, like, you can't in today's day and age. And so, like, if we're going to do like a all women's season, it's like people who identify as women. Yeah, without a doubt. Also, like, I would love to see more trans players. Zeke, I love Zeke so much, but I would love to see more. I agree. Disappointed Zeke can't make the cut for second chances too. Because he already played. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, um, Jay, I would like to see oh, Jay I would like again. I want to see Jay play again. I want to see Jack. Oh, Jack. Oh, yeah. I want to see oh. play again, even though he won already, and I he wouldn't make the cut for second chances too. But he was only on once, and he's one of my favorite winners. Uh-huh. Earl <laughs> um, is a good one. What about dreams then? <laughs> mm-hmm, maybe not. 
Although dreams with some maturity could be really interesting. Could be better. Could be better. Because he I was what, really like nineteen? Time to like. Wait, Anna. Sure, it was like thirteen years ago. Anna, why haven't you said Shane yet? I was about to because he was he was he was in the running for second, second chances one, and I actually okay. think again somebody with like a little bit more like control over their life would be <laughs> awesome to see play again. I think we should bring back Davy from David vs Goliath. Also, yes. Yeah. The last minute replacement for Ceri's son. The team. I don't know if I would want to see him on second chances so much as like the next fans versus favorites. You know what I mean? Because I don't know that he as much falls into like you did something that needs to be corrected so much as it was like you were really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yes. So like yes, but not in that way. Yes, but not in that way. Yeah, I wouldn't mind um, Jacqueline from Blood vs. Water, honestly, because I think she was good and her husband held her back. <laughs> that is my oh, <laughs> Reed. Oh, yeah, Reed. 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 Del Sor. I loved yeah. him. He made great TV. He's also gorgeous. Yeah, he was a good one. All right, I'm like casting based on like eligible bachelor. Oh, survivor eligible bachelor. Survivor singles. Oh my gosh. Survivor meets Bachelor in Paradise. It's Bachelor in Paradise, but it's not Paradise. It's literally voting each other off and there's no food or alcohol like it's literally the opposite of bachelor in paradise i think so far that's the only season that i have no desire to see because i hate (laughs) survivor romances i think survivor romances make the show weaker (gasps) let's oh i was gonna say sign me up for that one (laughs) that is a season where we bring back all of the people that had a showmance and pair them Battle together. of the X's. Big tails. 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 Big I literally don't know who that is. Um, this actually would be a good season to work in my other twist idea, which is no tribes. Everybody, it is an individual game from day one. I also... Wow. I've wanted that for so long, and I think it would be really interesting. I think they should have did it for Winners at War, to be honest. But I think it would be really interesting, literally just like, nope, you are by yourselves. Maybe one day, like Sundays will split you up, like how they do for award challenges. I love when they do that. I love when they do the, like, when they did it in Ghost Island and um, the season right after they made tribes and you had to vote. Oh, it was Island of the Idols. And you had to vote with that made up tribe just for the day. Yeah. So like maybe you do that sometimes, but for the majority of the game, it is individual from the very start. I think that would be so interesting to watch and also so chaotic. You could also do like final two get immunity or like final male, final female. There's a lot of options there for like how you could give out immunity necklaces where it's not just like the top person. I love that idea. And it also like eliminates the issues that happen in seasons where you're only really focusing on the tribe that's losing because you have to like get background stories for them to go to tribal. So you never see the winning tribe. Or it could also be really interesting if in the one of the early episodes they split you into two teams. And it is tribal immunity, but like your alliance person is on the other team. You're like, this is my person just lost. So like I could lose my alliance yeah. member and I'm not going to tribal. So like I don't, I don't get yeah. to be a part of this. I just have to hope that my person comes back. But you're still, it's an individual game. I think that would be a great twist. Right? Jeff Probst, call me. <laughs> We're so close to finishing our casting of second chances too. I think we have we have nine men. And we have seven women. Anyone else you want to put in our? Oh, we have more men than women now. Well, that's because we made a comment like we're only saying women, and then we <laughs> we switched gears. We switched gears. I think we need to bring back Christy or Carolyn. Take your pick. Worlds Apart or Heroes, Healers, Hustlers. The woman who lost. We got to Carolyn. Pick. I say Carolyn. Yeah, I'd yeah. rather watch Carolyn than mm-hmm. Chrissy. <laughs> I also can we bring back Sabrina from One World? Ooh, yeah, Sabrina. I loved her. I love Sabrina from One World and I think she would be like interesting to watch again because she similarly to Kim like actually knew what was going on she just like didn't make as many moves as Kim but like she knew what was going on and I think it was a strong player okay we need one more man and one more woman Troy's on one more no he played again he played in Game Changers yeah 
He was in the final three. Royally fucked it up. Yeah. He was there. Oh, yeah. He, like, did nothing that season. Yeah. No. We'll do a third chance this season. He oh, I was, like, totally forgot he existed in that season because he was so irrelevant. Literally, his final tribal speeches, don't give it to me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember now. I get I, that. I, I don't got deserve that. the million dollars oh, as evidenced by this God. final tribal. I don't deserve it. Oh, wait. Colby from Palau. It could be Do you mean Kobe? Kobe. Oh, Kobe. Yeah. And Arjun yeah. thought I said somebody from Palau. <laughs> I, he also, I, if, I, if I remember correctly, again, we're rewatching Palau this week. So he's a, he's a contender. In the episode, because I rewatched it this week, in the episode that he goes home, there is nothing indicating that he's the one going home. It kind of comes out of nowhere. I think they just start to get a little bit annoyed with him because he starts getting a little bit like, I want to play the game. And he's they're like, no, no, no. The- when it's like when Stephanie comes over, he tries to like form an alliance with Stephanie and with the other women on the tribe. And, and he's just too late. Against Big Tom. And everyone's like, no, we're gonna, we need to follow the white man. <laughs> well, so it they- doesn't happen exactly like that, but <laughs> they don't go with Kobe. Yeah. Okay, I say either Devin, not Devin's, Devin. Yeah. From whatever season, or Gavin, or Gavin. I'd rather have Devin. Oh, I would like Gavin. He also has a bubble butt. <laughs> I think we're gonna pick Devin. No, <laughs> Gavin. Honestly, Gavin. I don't, I don't even know. remember Devin to be honest with you. That's because Ooh. you didn't really pick. He was also movie. in the final four. He he was fire against Ben. What was the name of the weird guy that goes out first in Ghost Island that just absolutely could not catch a break? And he's the only one that talks the entire, it's the whole first episode of Ghost Island. And he just looked like the most out of place survivor player of all time, like more so than when Cochran was first on the show. I would bring him back. He was hilarious to Wait, watch. the kind of like the bigger guy with the curly hair? Yeah, he like, he like goes, yeah. he like goes to like, I think to get some water in the beginning. And they're like, he's definitely getting an idol. And then nobody would talk to him. And he was like, I can't believe I left the camp. I think his name was Joshua. Jacob. Some, Jacob. Jacob, yeah. Something with some kind of nerdy J name. Because we watched that episode together and we were like, he was really entertaining and he's just gone. Like, yeah, gone. He was the second one out. So he could fit yeah, in. Yeah, he was the first yeah, was... one who went to Ghost Island, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He could fit into your like pre-merge first people out season. Yeah. Oh, or one and done. as Because uh, he would have great TV moments, we already know. You would be great on TV. Wait, do we still need a woman or did we do all the women? One more woman, Stace. I, well, I don't, we don't want too many from 39, but I would say Elaine, honestly. I think Elaine yeah. deserves to be on TV again. Uh, Elaine. Okay. Joe, you got to watch 39. It's got I, some I really great people. Very soon. Uh, Elaine is iconic. Elaine, she's, wow. Wow. I have she's no our way. kind of people, Joe. She's our kind of people. Good, good. A busted can of biscuits. <laughs> oh, oh god. god. Okay, so here's who we picked: War Dog, Dominic, Jay, Jack, Dream, Shane, Chris from Millennials Gen X, Reed, Dave, Devin, and then Lauren, Sydney, Laurel, Becky, RC, Katie, Jacqueline, Carolyn, Sabrina, Elaine. Honestly, I'd watch the hell out of that season. It <laughs> sounds really good. I'd add watch that. Adding the caveat of them not crying. Great. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking that like. It's you know what? It's gonna be fine. They have to cry. It's their second chance. No, they need to play Survivor. It's emotional. It's emotional. I feel like this is a good place to wrap it up, unless anyone else has another idea they feel particularly strong about, and they just have to say their piece. I gave all my best ones. (laughs) What you're saying is there's more that are not as good. I oh actually I did have one more, but it, it is not as good, so I'll I'll leave it at that. (laughs) <laughs> we can close out and then I still want to hear it. You guys, we've got great ideas. Um, please see the legal note at the beginning that these are our ideas and that you cannot steal them. Survivor, if you want to talk, you know, our, our emails are open. Our DMs are open and please contact us. We will continue to flesh out these ideas. We know and lawyers. We know lawyers now. We do. And we uh, are ready and willing to leave our current jobs to work for Survivor. Literally. 100%. I will drop everything for any of these I'll ideas. Move to Fiji if you need me to. It's fine. Yeah. Thank you, Joe, for coming to join us. Thanks for having me on. The first loved on. one to come on the podcast. Yeah, the first Blood vs. Water episode. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much to Joe and thank you to all of our lovely listeners for listening. If you have an idea that you think is better than ours, 
hit us up. We'd love to hear it. And we'd love to continue to flesh out these ideas. Thank you for escaping reality with us and cue the outro. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Escaping Reality. We are so grateful to have you all in our podcast fam. If you liked this episode, make sure you subscribe and give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow for new episode notifications. We love interacting with you and we want to hear your take on the season. So slide into those DMs at Escaping Reality Pod on Instagram or tweet us your feels at ESC Reality Pod on Twitter. Go ahead and hit us up. We're excited to continue to grow our podcast in a few different ways. Number one, if you're a Survivor alum, we would love to chat with you about your experience or any of your Survivor feels. So reach out to us on Instagram, or you can email us at escapingrealitypodcast at gmail.com. Number two, we are also looking for our listeners help. We're starting a new segment called The Fans Have Spoken, where we read a listener's feels on the season, and then we discuss them as a group. If you want to have your thoughts read on the pod, shoot us an email with your name, Instagram handle, and three to five sentences about a particular season. We can't wait to start this new segment soon, but we need your emails first, so send them our way. Thanks for listening, and thanks for escaping reality with us. Bye.